against all odds and a Ravens team that felt like destiny to most of the nation, your Kansas City Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl on the arms of Patrick Mahomes and a cast of characters we didn't see coming this preseason. Welcome to Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, friends and neighbors, from an undisclosed location in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. I am here to tell you that congratulations, it's back to the Super Bowl for the Kansas City Chiefs. Matt Derrick is here to join us. We're brought to you by Prize Picks today. And easiest and, and the most exciting way that you could do anything besides getting a, a win like this is to play daily fantasy sports on Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Get in the action today. Use our code locked on NFL, all one word, and you'll get 100%. Uh, on a $100 deposit, you'll get that matched. We have plenty to talk about. Max, certainly just coming off of a TV appearance, should be squared away. We, we didn't know if you were going to make it, so we decided to hit this live stream. I just arrived in Mobile, Alabama, and uh, going to have coverage for you guys all week on the Senior Bowl, but uh, didn't get to see the beginning of the game, got to see the end. Chris manned the, the castle the whole way through. And it all comes back to the fact that despite everything this season, they are going to go back. We're going to tell you about what this defense did to get that done. The best defense in the NFL was on the field tonight, and it was the Kansas City Chiefs, in my opinion. We're going to go through that. We're going to talk about the Kelsey takeover, just how dumb Justin Tucker is. And then we <laughs> will get to uh, the basics here at the Super Bowl. I'm Ryan Tracy. I'm the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting. I've been covering this team for going on 10 years in the NFL for 20-plus that since I was a coach. Chris Clark runs all the analytics and a bunch of stuff on quarterbacks, on cap. Uh, we're going to have to talk about that coming up this week, too. And Matt Derrick, the editor-in-chief at ChiefsDigest.com. Welcome to the show, guys. I didn't think that we could talk about this a week ago, Matt. I didn't think we could talk about this three days ago. I didn't think we could talk about it two months ago. Because it was just too hard to see this chameleon team shift again and really buy into it, getting it done, does it surprise you? Or what is the biggest surprise, let me put it that way, that they are going back to the Super Bowl, if you can hear me? Okay. I think Matt's having technical def- difficulties. Okay. I will say I will say this. Going back to the Super Bowl after the season that they've had is something that you just absolutely – is hard to believe. And to end it with a huge bomb throw to MVS – <laughs> no, nonetheless, is even crazier. The Kansas City Chiefs are headed back to or headed to the Super Bowl for the second year in a row, four times in six years under Mahomes. They're headed to Vegas. This is going to be a fantastic game. Right now, it's looking like it's going to be the Chiefs versus the Lions, a rematch of Week One in that game. But the Chiefs are going to have Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones in this one. Matt, are you available now at this point? Can you hear us? <laughs> I can hear you. <laughs> Hopefully you can hear me. Uh, yes, I, I'm actually in the TV studio. So you think that my, uh, my, my, my functions here would be going normally. Everything's going great thanks to the TV people. It's just me that can't get my equipment figured out. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. That is the way that it goes. We're, we're just, to this point, Matt, we're, I haven't wanted to jinx it, but the thing that stands out to me about this performance is that Everyone touted about how this Ravens team is so good, the defense in particular. The Chiefs don't have enough to get it done. They're just not good enough. And yet, it's the Chiefs defense that stands up taller in this one. It's the offense that comes out slinging. And there are lessons to be learned. I don't know if you even heard my punchline, but we'll get back to that later. Did you think, whether it was three days ago or three weeks ago or three months ago, 
that this team was going to be able to be effective at being a chameleon enough to get themselves reoriented to get back to this championship game that is coming in two weeks. I mean, you know, we we talked about it fairly consistently throughout the season that that this team, you know, at the beginning of the year, you certainly felt like it was one of the best teams, if not the best team in the AFC, runs out the six and one. And, and you still felt that way, even though that there were some signs for concern. And then they go into the stretch of the season where they just weren't themselves offensively. They still were playing incredible defense, but it just wasn't the same team. And then for me, the, the real moment of question you know, started in December because up until then, you still felt like, hey, you know what? Even though this team's offense is not firing the way that it normally has, I could still see a range of outcomes from a wild card bow out to a Super Bowl win. I mean, it would be, the range was just that wide. But then when you got to December and you didn't see this team kick it into a new gear, that's when doubts really started creeping in for me. And I, I felt that even once they got into the tournament that, you know, as, as Marty Schottenheimer used to say, um, you know, you still felt the side kind of the same way that, you know, the range of outcomes for this team was still wide. It could be losing to Miami in the first round. It could be getting to the Super Bowl and getting another ring. And but I think what's really surprised me and, and impressed me is that this team has found that year. And, and it really, I think, you know, and hearing the team and the players and, and Brett Veach articulating it after the game. You know, that Christmas Day loss to the Raiders is when it all started to change. And since then, obviously, they're 5-0. and They've been a better team. Offensively, they have been a much better team in the playoffs than they were during the second half of the year, during the regular season offensively. So now that we're here, I mean, obviously, they've got a puncher's chance. They're not going to the Super Bowl. They're not going to be going in as an overwhelming underdog. I would imagine if they play the Lions, they might even be a favorite. So... Uh, we'll see what happens, but this team has a legitimate shot at getting another ring and going back to back. It's just crazy to watch and, and to see what Mahomes was able to do. He is, like I said earlier, fourth Super Bowl in six in his first six years starting. Uh, and, and you look at what the defense was able to do. Spagnuolo did a masterful job on defense. And to lose Willie Gay today before you even kick the ball off, and that was probably the game plan all week, was to have him spy Lamar. You don't have Willie Gay going in this game. That changes things. Chanel played a spy at times. I think that the Chiefs really missed Gay's presence uh, to play that spy, but their defense was still able to get it done. And, you know, Andy Reid did enough in the first half to get the Chiefs' offense going, uh, and Mahomes did enough to continue that in the second half. Yeah, they, but, you know, the benefit, they, they largely got to practice it that way because, you know, Willie Gay was limited this week. So, you know, they did get to practice it both ways, both with him and without him. And I, I think you saw the benefits of that. I mean, I think they were clearly ready for multiple roles, um, even, you know, going on down once they, you know, they lost Mike Edwards again. And, you know, and you're having to ask for more from Chamari Connor and Dion Bush, who obviously Dion makes one of the bigger <laughs> plays of the game uh, when right. Lamar decided to throw in the triple coverage for some reason. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, this, this team, it's obviously, it's a deep team, especially defensively, you know, they've been able to show that again this year, resiliency that when they've lost, had injuries, they've been able to fight through them and, you know, Hey, I mean, you know, whomever, whichever opponent they face, we do have a head to head comparison with the lions and you know, that when they face the lions, they didn't have two of their biggest stars. So, yep. Hey, that's going to be a, a, a different rematch the second time around. If that's the, if that's the meeting. 
It's going to be a completely different rematch, and the storylines are going to be very, very abundant just with the history of these two teams, recent for the Kansas City Chiefs, and, and obviously so far back for the Detroit Lions, if they indeed in do pull that off. We're not trying to count the chickens before we hatch, folks, but we are live. So if you would like to join us, please like and sub and hit the bell on this particular video. And with this channel, you can check out Math Channel and ChiefsDigest.com as well as here on YouTube. We'd, I'll say go check out, because we're free on every platform every single day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. So that means you can get us here on YouTube. You can go over to Spotify. You can go over to Apple. You can get us anywhere that you want to get us. We are always free and available everywhere. And coming up next, we're going to talk just about who took over what. And how, why in the world would you kick the hornet's nest and go attack and mess with Kelsey and Mahomes before the ball game? How dumb was that? We'll get to that coming up next. Price Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. There are a lot of things that you can be looking forward to in the Super Bowl. Price Picks is one of them. Price Picks is the most fun that I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You just select two players or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. If you would have picked Travis Kelsey for going over, you know, five, six catches today, you would have had that really easily, probably actually even in the first half. It is crazy the kind of day he had. Price Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game, in the first half, it does not return in the second. The player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an insurance po- insurance policy. Quick withdrawals and easy gameplay in an enorm- enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Price Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. Go to PricePicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL using code locked on NFL for first deposit match up to $100. Price picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Maybe the most surprising thing about this ball game, and it is the AFC Championship game we are talking about, folks. Uh, the NFC Championship game still going on. We're going to get to that, but make sure you like, sub, and hit the bell here on YouTube. The most surprising thing to me, and on a day when I'm traveling down to the, to the Senior Bowl, it's always a little bit hit or miss this time of year, right? I hope the Chiefs would have been the last of the game, but it is what it is. And I was I was flabbergasted, Matt, about just what kind of pettiness I saw going on before the game. And and I don't mean in the, hey, we're, we're going to write this down and keep this as a note that we see from Petty Mahomes at times, but a kicker. And I'm sorry, I don't care if you're a Hall of Famer. Let's get this real stirring the hornet's nest backfired on justin tucker in particular and, and the baltimore ravens overall because i don't think anything was more clear to me in what i saw in the recap in is what mahomes and kelsey came out and did in that first quarter they said forget everything else we're going to do this pops is going to run and he's going to produce but it was the two-man show do you think that was the game plan all along or do you think that it was a reaction to just this constant kind of, kind of disrespect from the ravens I, I think that on the, you know, the maybe the Petty Mahomes sandwich, it was just the pickle on top. Uh, I think I think these guys had all the motivation and firepower that they needed going into this game because 
all week long in the in the locker room, what we heard from the players was, hmm, yeah, we're the underdogs. We're the, we're the villain again. People are doubting us. Um, and they heard that, you know. And so, no, I don't think there was any doubt. And, and the point spread certainly helped play into that. You know, Patrick Mahomes seeing them go from a three to a three and a half, four. I heard five was the this final spread at some places. And um, that played into it as well. There was no doubt the players knew that they 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 had that focus and and whether you know Patrick and Kelsey were going to come out with it dialed up to eleven the way that it was, I'm not sure. I mean, you know, just Justin Tucker may have helped kick it up a notch, but that happened you know a couple of times during the game. I mean, you know, there was there was some chippiness, and I think that honestly played into the favor of the Chiefs. I think they enjoyed it. And you saw that backfired a couple of times. I mean, um, the laughter that that Travis Kelsey had on his face when he managed to get, you know, Van Noy to commit a personal foul. Yeah. And Zay Flowers losing his composure and taunting over Legereus Sneed. I mean, come on. You can't taunt over a guy when you're down 17-7. Um, that, to me, was just the inexperience of the Ravens coming through. And whether it was a false bravado or false confidence, I don't know what it was, but... Um, they didn't have the right mindset. The Chiefs did, and I think it showed from the very opening. You know, you look at what Kelsey and Mahomes were able to do. Mahomes' touchdown pass to Kelsey was something that is going to be just watched over and over and over again. And Kelsey had an even better catch earlier in the drive to convert a third down where he laid out for the ball and, and caught it on his fingertips. That entire first drive was just fantastic by the chiefs offense it was uh he went into reaper mode and ryan i know you talked about that on rgr he went into reaper mode in that game and that is when that's how the game started and you start giving them first downs via penalty and there were several times where they shouldn't have where the ravens hurt themselves with that uh and you're absolutely right i mean legerious need making that uh tackle on zay flowers turn the game later in the game because obviously there's a turnover offensively Pacheco didn't have a great game, but you look at what they were able to do. Uh, MBS got involved. Justin Watson had a big catch that converted a third down. This offense in general with Travis Kelsey and, and Patrick Mahomes were just unstoppable. 11 for 11 from Kelsey with 116 yards and a touchdown. Uh, very hard to win if Kelsey is going to be doing that. Yeah, when, when those two guys are having the game that they did, and let's face it, I mean, there were – at least three legitimate plays that will probably be could and could very well be on both of their Hall of Fame highlight reels when they get their gold jackets. Yep. Um, and that throw to the end zone to Kelsey for the touchdown, honestly, it reminded me a, a lot of the Josh Allen throw to Khalil Shakir last week. Um, just put into a place where nobody was going to defend that ball. There's no way you're breaking up that pass. It was put in the exact spot where the only person that could catch it was Travis Kelsey. And there was nothing you could do about it. Um, the catch coming back where he makes the diving grab, you know, was spectacular as well. And then uh, even the the mid-range jumper that Mahomes had, you know, tossed to Kelsey over the defender. I mean, that's just something that only comes with those two playing as long as they have and the chemistry that they do. Um, I think it was a flawless performance by both of them. And, yes, when they're both playing at that level, I, I don't know what you do. I mean, the, the Chiefs. The Ravens were, were good enough to hold the Chiefs to 17 points today. And, and the way that the Chiefs came out offensively, that to me was a miracle. I mean, there's if, if, the, if the Ravens had won this game, we would be talking about the performance that they did in the second half because they did a real turnaround. 
but that normally the Chiefs are the one to do. Well, you know, the Chiefs had a good second half as well, but um, they did everything that they could to eventually slow down the Chiefs. just wasn't enough. In the end, I think the combination, not, not only Kelsey's historic day and, and the record at, at 11 for 11, but it was also what we've come to expect is Rasheed Rice. Not, not a problem, eight for nine. The yardage isn't there. Okay, that's fine. But it's the efficiency of the offense. In a year when you have to run the ball and you have to rely on the defense, the efficiency of that offense today has to be the blueprint going forward no matter what because when those two can take over, everyone else is in the outer orbit to help get things done, but it still revolves around them. MBS stepped up, understood that that's a a heck of a catch. Is this enough, Matt, to look forward to two weeks, to take what we learned today? Is it still enough to take the last step and get back to the mountaintop, as Travis would say? Well, I mean, I think that it could be because this defense is is playing the exact same game. I mean, the fact that this was the number one defense in the NFL that they were going up against. And what the Chiefs heard was that not only was this the best defense this year, but it was historically great, adjusted, you know, DVOA, all of this, that it was just, it was an incredible defense. And I personally didn't see it. I mean, I think it's a good defense. I mean, I think that the Ravens in their franchise history have had probably a half dozen defenses that were better than this one. I don't think it's perfect. But, you know, today, which team had the better defense? It was Kansas City. And I think it comes down to the fact that, you know, the Chiefs defensively can do so many different things. They are so complicated in what they do as far as the looks that they give a quarterback. They can give you unscouted looks and do it comfortably, you know, without any mistakes, even when they have changes in personnel. You know, it really I mean, the only reason why that the the, the Ravens got their one touchdown was simply because Lamar Jackson was able to stand upright for seven and a half seconds. (laughs) I mean, other than that, you know. Nick Bolton managed to shut down Zay Flowers for seven of those seconds. I mean, if if Leo yeah. Chanel had gotten him down, would have been no problem. But you know, I mean that that was a, I mean that was just the the one play that that hit, and it was only because you know Lamar Jackson was talented enough to stand upright for that long. Uh, this defense is just you know, and I don't think that going forward. They're not going to face another Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. They're not going to face another quarterback with the athletic talent. They might face the quarterback that, you know, doesn't get as flustered in some situations because I think that they they absolutely flustered Lamar Jackson today. They frustrated him. Can they do that against either, you know, Goff or Purdy, whomever they face? I mean, I think that they can because I think that this this game today was a statement about just how good this defense is. It went up against the number one defense and outplayed them. It absolutely did, and the crazy thing to me, and I wish I had the exact numbers, but it was like 15-12 of time of possession for the Chiefs early in the second quarter, and that just completely changed the game. The Ravens weren't able to go with their game plan because the Chiefs were just getting long and sustained drives. What was the first drive? Five minutes, and the second drive's nine minutes, uh, and then three minutes. I mean, it's just a ridiculous efficiency from the offense it completely changed what the Ravens were able to do if they're able to run the ball early on I think this game could be a little bit differently but Mahomes and Kelsey were just on another level to start the game and it showed and that's what we had to have for us to feel good about where this team is going where's the next step and how good is that defense just gonna give you a a glancing blow there after this we're gonna go into the details who stepped up that isn't 
one of the primetime stars. And what did you get out of the stars that you have to have back? We're going to do that coming up next. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we need all need the opportunity to get something off our chest, big or small. Certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially as someone who's unbiased on your life. So today, I want to say how I really feel about something. You might even be thinking the same thing this week. That game, going into this game with the Chiefs, going up against the Ravens, it was really nerve-wracking because the Ravens had such a great defense. Their offense had been playing out of this world, and the Chiefs were able to get it done. A lot of stress throughout the game, but it was such a fun game to watch. Therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports team, and it's important to get things off your chest every once in a while. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suitable suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash locked on. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. Defense is something that I take a lot of interest in as uh, the one guy on this podcast that is actually going to uh, focus on the game ball for the defensive side. Uh, we have to take a step back because as good as the offense was, you guys hinted at it a little bit, they did a pretty good job shutting them down. But there, there are two main plays in particular down the stretch that really turned the tide as well. None bigger than Legereus Sneed, who wasn't able to participate in training camp who's been back and forth injured all season long and doesn't get enough respect around the league. Thankfully, uh, didn't get the all-pro nod this year, so hopefully that contract's just a touch smaller. But he certainly played up at this point. If if it's not Patrick Mahomes as the MVP of this team, Matt, should is there any reason it should not be Legereus Need at this point? I mean, I'd have a hard time arguing with you. I mean, he's just been that important. And, you know, and there's other corners around the league who have had good seasons, and I get it, and I understand why there were some that made the all-pro team ahead of him. But when you calculate in the the level of competition at which Legarius did it because he was week in and week out facing the toughest receivers across the line on the other team, I mean, I just think it's hands down who had perhaps the best season of any corner in the league this year. And I think it's Legarius. And so when you put it in that perspective, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the Chiefs will, after the Super Bowl, will have their own, you know, team awards coming out and everything. And I mean, frankly, I think Legarius probably deserves the team MVP award over, over Mahomes and, and anybody else on the offensive side. I mean, you know, you didn't have a thousand receiver yard receiver over there. You don't have a thousand yard running back. Um, but Legereus Sneed was the equivalent of that as a corner. I mean, he has, absolutely was. I mean, if you just want to put it in offensive terms, the year that Legereus had, be like having been a 1,400-yard receiver. I mean, that's just how good he was. And, and you know, it, it doesn't always get, you know, really, you know, ex- appreciated with the numbers because corners, you know, sometimes get judged by just whether or not they get turnovers and interceptions. And and those can be fluky. And those can be sometimes because you get thrown at all the time and you're going to eventually find some footballs coming your way. Um, Legereus just shut down some of the best receivers in the league all season and never really had a bad day. And even today, you know, has a play where I, I I think it was a little bit of broken coverage. I mean, he was basically having to try and guard two guys and wasn't sure which one he was supposed to and and kind of took at least one of them out of the play. And But then what happens? He gets beat, and he has the mindset to stick right in there and make a huge play after that. 
So I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I, I'd have a hard time arguing against you if you said that Legere Sneeze the MVP of this team. Well, and I'll take a step further. Think about how big his play was just to be able to get there and stop Flowers from scoring. And to come back several plays later and force the fumble that changed the tide of that play and of the Ravens' ability to get momentum on their side, uh, it was huge. Sneed made the play of the game in that with that fumble. Tranquil recovered it. Uh, he's been just he's been fantastic for the Chiefs as well. It has just been a lot of fun watching Sneed play. McDuffie had a good game as well. Uh, there's lots of different guys that you can talk about on this defense. Uh, and really quick, I do want to say watching Dion Bush come in, knowing that Mike Edwards is out, and I thought Edwards was coming in, uh, you know, for just a couple of snaps, and then watching Dion Bush go and get that interception. Uh, you know, Lamar going after the guy that obviously, you know, is being replaced by you know, replacing Edwards. It was huge for this Chiefs defense, him making the play. I'm so glad that he actually decided to sit down in the end zone instead of trying to return it because that was making me a little nervous. But uh, three turnovers, that's the story of this game. Kansas City has been a team that has lost the turnover battle so many times uh, this year. And to have three turnovers in the biggest stage, all forced by your defense, just playing out of its mind there's no argument and he's the fifth safety on this roster Let, let's be real yep. that, that's what that means folks you got a big play from him you got the pbu from legerious need the other play that comes to mind for me matt and i just want your take and then we're going to get to your game ball first as well as ours is this as good as legerious's play was game turning i also will tell you that if not for trent mcduffie's breakup against Odell Beckham, huge. that drive scores as well. And I think we're in a much different ballgame if it wasn't for him. The other, other all-pro corner did his job as well. Am I missing anything? Uh, I know you're not with that one. That was a huge play as well. But, you know, I'd go on down. I mean, there's more. I mean, you know, Justin Reed had a huge third down sack that was absolutely killed a drive. Um, yep. Carl Loftus' a sack, you know, and recovering a fumble was huge. Uh Tershawn Wharton, that running down the line and stopping Lamar short of the first down on that, that going for the going for the pickup there was a huge play. And I mean, I didn't think that he had the speed to pull that one off, and he <laughs> did it. And 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 Hugh forcing the turnover and the sack. I mean, you know, here's a, a half dozen guys. Each one of those plays was huge out of the zone. I mean, and the Chiefs do not win this game, I think, without each one of those plays. You know, we've talked about this plenty of times this year that, you know, there have been some games where there might be a half dozen plays in a game and they all went against the Chiefs. It was the other team that made the play. They were 50-50 plays or they were fluky kind of plays. And other than Lamar throwing a 13-yard pass to himself, I think almost all of the 50-50 <laughs> plays today went the Chiefs way. And I don't think it was entirely luck because I think that they made their own luck today in a lot of ways on defense. Yeah, and Reed had a huge stuff on, on in the running game too. Uh, he came from out of the back, uh, you know, playing safety deep, and came up and stuffed a huge run. Uh, this entire defense just played fantastic the entire game. And Spagnolo, I don't know what to say about him. I mean, he just he continually peppered Lamar with blitzes and getting guys in his face. And Lamar did what he does by just getting out of things uh, and being able to give his team a chance at times. But Lamar Jackson didn't finish this game with great stats. I mean, 20 for 37 for 272. But at one time, I think he was 8 for 15. 
or had five first downs when the Chiefs had an astronomical number. I mean, it was just ridiculous how this game started, and it changed throughout the second half. Uh, really quick before we get to game balls, I just want to give a hat tip to Nick Allegretti. He had a tough assignment the entire game, and I thought he played really well. I know he gave up a sack. Uh, that's a formidable, that is a formidable front uh, by the Baltimore Ravens, and I thought he still played very well for stepping in for Joe Tooney. Well, I just want to put a bow on the on the defensive performance as a whole and what you talked about with Spagnolo's plan because the Chiefs had a very simple game plan. It was to get a lead. It was to force Lamar Jackson to stay in the pocket, and it was to force the Ravens to to get away from the running game and try to win the, this game with the pass. And I mean, the fact that the the, the plan worked so well. Because honestly, I mean, if the if the Ravens had stuck with running Gus Edwards, who by the way ran three times for twenty yards, I mean, was averaging six point seven yards on those those three carries, why you don't continue yep. to run the football with, with Gus Edwards is absolutely <laughs> boggling to me. But it was part of the Chiefs' plan: get ahead and force the force the Ravens to play a different style of game and put it on Lamar's shoulders and put it on his arm. It's what Steve Spagnuolo does every time against the Ravens, and today it worked perfectly. Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, deserves the MVP for the season. He didn't deserve it today, and that's what it comes down to. Game balls are what we give out when Chiefs get wins. Matt, as uh, as the resident guest, you always get to go first, and and we have not predetermined this, so lay it on us. Who are you taking? All right. Well, it's 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 down to two for me, and I will I will cross my fingers that Chris will take the other one because I know you won't, Ryan. I know where I know where your game ball is going. <laughs> But 11 targets, 11 catches, 116 yards, a touchdown, and at least three of those catches were just absolutely highlight reel catches. This was Travis Kelsey vintage. This was 27-year-old Travis Kelsey putting up 1,400 yards and just wrecking through people. Um, the, uh, the, The absolutely flawless performance from your Hall of Fame tight end. Can't really say they would have. I can't. They would not have won this game without Travis Kelsey and without him having the game that he had, and his play. Honestly, I mean, it wasn't even just that. His leadership too, and his cool of all things, um, keeping his cool when things were getting chippy and forcing other guys to make the penalties. I mean, you know, is this the same Travis Kelsey we're talking about here? Uh, This was this was vintage Kelsey, and uh, he played probably the certainly the best football I think of the entire season today. Matt, who's your second one? Because I'll go with somebody on defense. So go ahead, give oh, us your second well, one. I know I mean, it's an offense. Well, yeah, it's I mean Patrick Mahomes. I mean the dude, yep. <laughs> 30 of 39, 241. I mean these aren't glossy numbers, no. But all 39 of those throws were good decisions. I mean, and and a, that, a half a decent. Key. And once again, a half decent number of those nine incompletions were just throwing the ball away rather than to put it into danger and, and risk a turnover. Um, I mean, I think I could tell you that there was one underthrown ball to, I think, Justin Watson. There was the one ball that was maybe off by about six inches to Richie James. And the yep. rest of it, I mean, Patrick Mahomes was dead solid perfect. So, hey, no, did he go for 350 and four touchdowns? No. But was this a, you know, a a game player of the game playoff performance? Yes. Ryan, go ahead. Well, you know I'm going to take the other side of the ball because somebody's got to stick up for those guys because they don't get this win without the defense. Um, and I'm going to go somebody I haven't mentioned yet. Uh, as good as the corners have been, the defensive front as a whole, I thought Karloftis played a great game. Uh, Nick Bolton was all over the place, especially for that first seven seconds. Um, and obviously, I mean, he was contributions. Mike Dana 
although winded at times, poor Mike Daneman, he was putting it out. And so good for him. But the guy that, that continues to impress me, especially in a day when the best athlete at the second level was not available, Drew Tranquil stepped up and stepped into this role, maybe more so than I thought he, he was really capable of. He was the alpha in that group today when he had to be, knowing that the athlete that Lamar Jackson is out there. And this is a guy that will be back on this roster, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll be a high priority. He should be. Because that might have been the difference today between getting this win and getting back to the Super Bowl. So mine goes to Drew. You took the guy I was figuring I was going to be taking, but I'll take Legereus Sneed. We've already talked about it. I don't need to say much more. I'm going to give mine to Legereus Sneed, but I also want to say uh, I've never given one to a coach, but if I could, I would probably give it to Spagnolo. His defensive game plan was masterful. It just was absolutely great to watch. And personally, for a little takeaway, um, the shirts that the guys have here in Spags We Trust, I just love seeing that. So, That's awesome. Um Matt, any parting thought? What do we do the next two weeks to try to control our enthusiasm and get ready for whoever this is going to be? As it's now a seven-point ball game, as we're alive, folks. Well, I mean, get ready to to have the rest of the country hate you, Chiefs Kingdom. Um, <laughs> I, I just I just don't see any scenario where either one of these teams is going to be. You know, the Chiefs will be America's darling in this Super Bowl. I mean. I think if it's the Lions, obviously the fact that it's the sad sack Lions, they, they're going to be the Cinderella that everybody outside Chiefs Kingdom wants to win. Um, if it's the 49ers, there'll probably be a lot of the Chiefs have won enough and the 49ers got beat by the Chiefs the last time. So go with the 49ers this time. And Brock Purdy, Mr. Seventh Rounder, is the great story. So there's no winning here. I mean, you, you, you Chiefs fans, you're going to be hated. You are going to be, uh, you're going to be the villain. Even if this team is not the the underdog this time around, they're going to be the bad guys. They are the New England Patriots in this game. So, just just enjoy it. Take it what it is. You know, don't 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 go all you know obnoxious Boston fan. Just roll with the punches. Take it. And enjoy the fact that you're you're hated and you're the villain for a reason, and it's a pretty good reason. Yeah, and the best part about this whole thing to me, you go into Buffalo, you go into Baltimore, you get two road wins for Patrick Mahomes, who people say couldn't win on the road, and he does it both times. Yeah, uh, that's there's a whole lot to unpack there. We're going to do that all week. I'll also have coverage down here for you from Mobile, to some of the standouts. All my draft coverage this week, folks, will be over on RGR and NFL33.com if you would join us there as well as going to ChiefsDigest.com to join Matt and everything that he's doing there and his channel here on the YouTube platform. We appreciate you. Like, sub, hit the bell. Go check out the Locked On Sports Today feed. It's 24-7. It gives you everything you need. You're going to see us. Chris has already did a couple appearances on other national shows. You'll see a ton of it. Thanks for spending your night with us. Congratulations. It's back to the Super Bowl for Chiefs Kingdom and your Kansas City Chiefs. And we'll have you there every step of the way, every single day.